Welcome to the Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, here on WTBQ. Here today with Gene. Go Good ahead. morning, everybody. And? And Courtney Mills. And? Mike Van Mansart. With Hudson United. Yes. All right, so we got a full house today, which is super exciting, and we have lots of fun things to talk about. Um, I thought that I would start the show off real quick with a couple really awesome events going on this week. Um, one of them is our uh, Better Homes is hosting a, um, we'll call it a fundraiser, for the Warwick um, Historical Society. Nice. We are doing a really fun night of line dancing. So uh, it is going to be Wednesday night, the 26th, 6 o'clock, over in Greenwood Lake at the American Legion. Um, it is a donation of $20, um, and there's a cash bar there as well. They have uh, reasonably priced drinks, 3 to $4. We're going to have an instructor up top teaching us all how to do some super fun line dancing dances. And uh, I say, come on by. Drinks, I'll, I'll snacks. do the donation. I am not doing the dancing. <laughs> oh, come on, Gene. Come dance. No, how no, much no. fun. We were talking about it in the office this morning, and uh, I, I've, I've done like line dancing maybe once or twice before. And one of the ladies in the office was like, oh, you know, this is going to be hard. I'm going to look ridiculous. I'm like, no, nope, we're all going to look ridiculous. Because if you, you've reached a certain age and you haven't figured out how to line dance yet, it, it's not one of those things that comes naturally, right? It's, it's not easy. They're, no, it's they're very not. coordinated dances. I said, we're all going to look like, uh, like Elaine's from, from Seinfeld. <laughs> I said, so we're going to have like, you know, 40 Elaine's from Seinfeld and two really good line dancers. Exactly. <laughs> so, I bought a cowboy hat for this. So. You're, you're coming? I'm so excited, <laughs> Mike. Coming, yeah. See, Mike's coming. Okay. Let's I'll watch Mike uh, dance <laughs> and I'll pay twice the price. And he's got cowboy boots. <laughs> I do not. Oh, you do. I do. Oh, okay. There you go. Courtney, See? are you going to dance? <laughs> Only if he does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> now yeah. the pressure is on. <laughs> anyway, happening. just a reminder that's Wednesday, uh, this Wednesday night, six o'clock. Um, and you can just uh, give a call to the Warwick office and ask for Rachel if you'd like to put a little reservation in there. Um, or you can give her an email at rachel.heiss at randrealty.com just to let her know that you're coming. Sounds good. All right. Um, other than that, the other really fun event going on in town, it's fundraising everywhere this week, um, is Backpack Snack Attack is part of the, I guess, or really is the... Um, Host of the Warwick Mardi Gras. It's a great program. Um, yeah, so it's uh, Mardi Gras for a yeah. cause, and it's again tomorrow evening, so that's Tuesday night. And there are probably eight or nine different bars, restaurants in town that participate, and there'll be a band in each of those uh, each of those bars, and then there will be um, a host like myself. I'll be at um, the Blarney Stone, and we'll be selling like golden tickets, which is a raffle. Okay. Um, so. Come in, buy some raffle tickets, listen to some great music, hop around from bar to bar, um, and really enjoy the festivities of the night. So um, anyone who's, I know Tuesday night's not your big night to go out, but Mardi Gras is like, you know, one of those nights where you just sort of say, let's go. Sounds so, uh, good. There we go. Uh, that's our fundraising, fundraising announcements for the week. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Anyway, so today we have some really fun topics to talk about. Um, one is a topic that Gene holds near and dear to himself. Extremely. And uh, so we're going to talk about a pre-listing inspection um, and what that means, who should do it, why you should do it, um, and some pros and cons about doing yep. it. And then um, we're also going to talk to Mike. He's going to give us a little um, what's up about what you need in order to start your mortgage process, uh, paperwork-wise, as well as... How to opt out of junk email or junk mail, I should say. Oh, that's, that's a good thing. I need that. I love that. And then if we get to it, we'll do a, a couple little uh, check checklist for people getting ready to list um, what all sellers need to check for before they list. Sounds good. All right. Gene. Um, okay, guys. Good morning, everybody. Um, busy weekend with inspections. Houses are multiple offers still, so inventory is still low. But we, we are picking up on sellers' walkthroughs. Um, realtors are starting to talk more about it. They're starting to feel more comfortable, I believe with um, recommending to their sellers to instead of going there and blindly waiting for the accepted offer to come in and inspection come in and then have all these issues, people are actually referring us to go out and we do sellers walkthrough. Um, the responses we've been getting have been fantastic. People love, know, well, they come to reality, their so-called perfect house wasn't as perfect as they thought. Right. Um, we do a complete normal inspection. It's just a verbal. 
the sellers and the realtor are there. They, they write down the info. They take the pictures that I point to recommending so they remember what we're talking about. Um, it's becoming very beneficial. People, at the, at, at the end of the seller's walkthrough, they are appreciative because they're like, wow, we didn't even know that. And a lot of them are like, okay, we could fix this. We could fix this. The big ticket items, what I suggest is usually if you can't afford to pay for it so you can get the full value of your house at time of sale or listing, um, I recommend at least getting a price up front so you have an idea of what it's going to cost. Because when the buyer's um, realtor recommends getting a price, you want to have apples to apples comparison. Right, you can have estimates or, set up already. Yes, you can have estimates already. Yeah. It's To me... Um, and then a lot of these um, sellers that really thought, because nobody really inspects their house daily like we do. When we walk in, we're in your house for one reason only, to thoroughly process every inch of the house from rooftop to crawl space basement. Right. Um, we check you know, you know, the plumbing, you, everything, septic, you name it, we do it all. Nobody does that. Nobody wants to do that. It's too much time of your life. Everybody lives at the house and even little maintenance things. They get, you get used to one thing being maybe out of sorts and then another, then it just kind of accumulates, but you get used to living that way. Right. For sure. And you don't even, right. You become blind to it. Almost. You do become blind. Yeah. And when you become blind, you know, and I'm, and a lot of times even I don't get into their finance situation. Maybe they're just having problems struggling with payment of the house. So it's hard to pay for repair when you don't have the money, but when you're listing the house and you have a, you know, listing agent, like you come in. It's not your job to point out the issues. Um, it is nice when they're not blindsided at the you know inspection at the accepted offer because when it's up front, you know it takes usually a few months to prep whatever, get ready, you know staging. They could start to prep and repair things that are fixable. Right. Even if you can't fix the big items, it's okay. At least if you're aware, you can mentally be prepared. The, right, the you're listing not caught agent off guard and the seller, and you're not caught off guard. So you can go in there with knowledge and then also mike's gonna say something like no that. i was gonna ask what do you guys do there's a lot of older homes in warwick and in the surrounding uh, areas I love older and homes. I'm, they're great looking houses obviously some of them have crooked floors crooked ceilings things like that i mean how do you you know kind of present that in inspection because it's just an older house it doesn't mean that it's not structurally sound or whatever the case um, is but i am known for historical restoration work um just because a floor has a slight slope in it or even a pretty dramatic slope that doesn't mean it's structurally defective it just means she's 100 plus years old and if you any of us walked around at 100 plus years old you're shrinking your, your back's curving it is what it is um the only time when i go in the basement and if i see actually cracked girders broken floor joists or any damage that's when i recommend repairing that specific one i i never red flag an old house saying oh she has you know, slope floors. Because right. I think That's, that maybe, you know, from the seller's perspective, a turnoff is once they feel like they have an inspection done and now they have to disclose things that they would not have maybe known about had an, a buyer's inspector come through, right? Yeah, I think that the, I think we're going to touch on that after the break, because that is something that we should talk about. Um, in my, yes. You know, when, when I was preparing for this, that was probably the one downside um, of doing the doing the inspection is uh, is a, the seller's walkthrough you're talking about mm -hmm. is not a negative. I actually spoke to all. No, it's not that it's a negative. It's a positive. No, it's I a think positive. Everyone I'm saying should do it. The concern about the five hundred dollar disclosure. Act. No, it's not that. It's it's if you find a material defect in a home, you are required to disclose it. It's no longer hidden. It's no longer you can't claim you didn't know about it. If you know about a, a defect in the home, you have to disclose it. So it opening, you know, that would be the only concern that someone might have. Like, what if I find out there's something really wrong with the house and now I have to disclose it? Um, you know, and the answer is this, someone's going to find out about it anyway, better yeah, to know yeah. about it up front. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the, you know, the seller's obligation, the agent's obligation, what they have to disclose. Agreed. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But so, we're going to take a quick break right now, listen to our good. sponsors and come right back. Sounds good. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. 
As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. Gem Home Inspections is the number one home inspector for your prospective new home, ensuring great memories instead of repairs. Gene of Gem Home Inspections brings more than 30 years of experience in residential construction plus hardscape and landscape design. Gene's passion also lies in historic restoration and renovation, providing professional quality service, plus Gene is a state certified inspector. For peace of mind with the purchase of your home, contact Gene on Facebook at Gem Home Inspections. This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Are you looking for your dream home? Then choose the best, where we pride ourselves on making your dreams a reality. Our professional agents really listen to your wants and needs and deliver using the latest technology combined with good old-fashioned service. Visit randrealty.com for more information. Hi, this is Brian Baird, host of Million Dollar Feeling, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m. Join me and my guests and learn how you can let go of your past and create a future filled with a million-dollar feeling. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Hi, this is John Tesh. Tune in for great music and intelligence for your life Monday through Saturday starting at 3 p.m. as we assemble the tips, the facts, and the news you need to be happier, healthier, more lovable, and more fun to be around. Radio worth listening to. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Gardens here today with... Welcome back, everybody. This is Gene from Gem Home Inspections. I'm Courtney Mills from Gem Home Inspections. And Mike Van Mansar with Hudson United Mortgage. That's great. We are right now talking about the, um, the, the option that sellers today have to do a pre-home inspection prior to listing their home. Um, and you know what the real advantages are to that um, and kind of what that process is like. So I was just telling Jean over the break, my mom is getting ready to sell her home down in Little Falls, New Jersey. And um, I've been talking to the home inspector I use uh, for my New Jersey inspections. And I said to him on our last inspection, I said, listen, my mom's getting ready to sell the home. She's been there for 45 years. Oh. Uh, my dad was an engineer, did a bunch of work himself, um, you know, always with permits and whatever. But um, all that being said, I would really like to have someone come through the house. You know, uh, my dad passed and my mom is nervous about the whole process. And I said, this is a great way to have confidence going into the sale, mom. It's okay. not, you know, when you're looking at a, you know, couple hundred thousand dollar sale mm -hmm. to put a couple hundred dollars up front for peace of mind or to know what it's to huge. address up front before you list it so that the house, you know, you're used to seeing it every day, and it's very hard to like walk in your own home and see and it, it for the first time. It's, so, um, you know, I, even for me working towards listing her home, I'm going to have another agent walk through the house with me yeah. to see because it was the house I grew up in, right? It's the so same way. Blinded. I'm blind to a lot of things too. So, um, you know, it's one of those things. The best educated seller is going to be able to accurately price their home because they're yeah. aware of. All the different things that are going to happen throughout that transaction, and it will happen at time of home inspection for sure. I mean, just just because you you know, just because you're doing a pre-inspection and may learn some things about your home, those are all things that are going to come out anyway. Anyway, and isn't it better to know upfront and be able to address some of those issues as as quickly as you can, especially at your pace and of no pressure. Yeah, so many buyers will and even, you know, wait to do actually use the inspection as a way to negotiate a lower price. Even if there's four or five offers, they'll throw a bunch, you know, a high priced offer out there just to get the offer accepted. And then they'll come in with an inspection and say, all right, well, let's, you know, we don't like this, 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 and let's just chip away at that price yes. from a seller. If you already know those going in, there's nothing to chip away at. Exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix it if it's a GFCI or whatever it is something small that costs $10. Fix the fixables. Yeah, fix the fixables, you know, it's so simple. Um, and that way, when you do have multiple offers and multiple buyers and they do their own home inspection, you can say, listen, your inspector, there's nothing to bring up. Yep. Unless it's something that I didn't know about or we're learning about now, really, you have no wiggle room. There's no reason to drop yeah. the price. And um, reference to your mother, she has all rights to be nervous. But if you get a home inspector like how we are, mm -hmm. um, 
we actually take somebody that is nervous and we calm them down within minutes. And yeah. then as we go through the house, every single room, they're, they're welcomed everywhere but on the roof. Right. So I take pictures up there so I can hand it, you know, send them over to them, et cetera. But at the end of the day, every object we find that is of some kind of issue, whether it's the defect, you know, deficiency, whatever, we explain to it. And then I have in my phone itself, every aspect of the home, we have contractors that are the best around. Yeah. So this puts anybody with a nervous feel of, oh my God, I didn't know that's wrong with my house. But when I can provide you with multiple contractors that can fix that perfectly at a realistic price or whatever, there, it takes any nervousness away. So then they, the sellers can decide on what they truly want to fix and what they want to deal with. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 good. No, you know, as you said, it's good to be able to go into your you know, the listing of your house and the selling of your property, your biggest transaction, feeling confident that you know what's going on. Absolutely. Um, I had I actually pulled an article, and we've already talked through like all the biggest advantages. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to not be surprised during the transaction. Um, it helps you and your real estate agent accurately price the home because you really understand the condition of it. Uh, minimizes the stress, right? Also, I mean, another thing, people, not to interrupt you, yeah. people don't realize I'm, we're inspecting so many houses with no smoke detectors and sleeping quarters. Right. That's common knowledge, but it's not. So if we, you know, your realtors, you have so much to do at the listing time yeah. that you don't have time to say, you got to make sure you, you, know, you smoke, even though the smoke detector should be one of the first things done before home staging. Right. But, that you know, these are things when we come in, we walk through servicing of the mechanicals, cleaning of the flues, cleaning of the ducts, cleaning, cleaning, prepping. There, there's so many things that we discuss that it's not your job to discuss. Right. We discuss and like, oh, we should. Um, servicing of the boilers. You should have service tags. Don't make the home inspector come and say, wow, there's no service tags at all. I have to write it up as you know what unknown to age of when last service was. Recommend having service or contacting the seller. Right. Cut that out of the ch- bargain, you know, get rid of that. Get it serviced, get it properly serviced, tagged. Even if it's never serviced properly, service it now before the listing. That way it shows it's been serviced recently and it's in good functioning shape. And there's a lot of homeowners too we've been coming across where they're actually leaving the actual paperwork right mm-hmm. on the, in the kitchen. Yeah. And, and so it's actually really beneficial. nice. And you act, they, even the buyers can see, potential buyers can see, you know what, they're caring for this. Right. So it's Correct. actually, I, I will say when I'm, when I work, walk through houses with sell with buyers, um, and when we see that records are out, when we see, right, the, the this is the, the house is clean. Yeah. It's well staged. Mm-hmm. You see some service records, the, it, it, the confidence it puts in that buyer's huge. mind, like, oh, this home has huge. been well, it's been loved. For. Right. So when you, when you find something that's a little off, you're like, ah, I can fix that because this home has been yep. so well taken care of. Right. I mean, these are the words that come out of my buyer's mouth. We hear it, I'm just like, we hear it all the time. Yeah. It's a, it's, it is amazing. Some of these clients, sellers are so amazing because they actually have trifold books and then with binders, binders <laughs> and like so done up. It's like, I, I mean, know. I'm not even that detailed. I, as a real estate agent, I see what's good. Yes. I save none of this stuff. I, none of course of you don't. Right? I'm just like, ah, You're a shoemaker. I, I pulled a permit on that. I'm sure I can go back to the town. It'll, it'll give it's me the information good. I need later. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> it's not. I it's should just do better. A com- it's a confidence booster in the home. It is. And it gives people that peace of mind. Yep. So. But, you know, but again, back to it, like Mike said before, sellers have a better leg to stand on and more confident sitting down with the listing agent saying, I want 385 because all this has been done. It has been maintained. Yeah. But if they want 385 and they really didn't have a seller's walkthrough and kind of check off the boxes of all the little defects and issues, then that 385 is going to go down, down, down. Because as Mike said, you know they're going to throw out a high number or full price number, and then they're waiting for that home inspection report. That home inspection report is the negotiating tool. Right. And if you, as we've been doing inspections this weekend, if you go into a house with all the little stupid little um, call-outs and defects and just common things that should have been taken care of, now the buyer has a better hand because instead of just two big things, they got 40 things total. And they throw it in as a package. And to me, you know, for a couple hundred bucks, a seller's walkthrough, a verbal, couple hours of enjoyable getting to really know your house after 35, 40 years of living there. Right. It takes me two hours to 
to get you to understand your 40 years of living time. So it's, it's good. No, it is good. Um, you know, just harking back really quick yep. to the to the one kind of red flag someone might say, but as you know, we've already talked about, it's really not a red flag, is in real estate, you have an obligation to disclose defects in a home, right? That's, you can't, if you know there's a buried oil tank, you have to disclose that. If you know there's a structural issue, you have to right. disclose that or repair it, right? Um, Either way, whether you have a seller's walkthrough right. or not. Correct. And, you know, so, it's it's one thing to know that you have to disclose it, right? Uh, but the reality is that whatever that issue is, it's going to come up. It is. Right? So why so hide it? Why, yeah. Right. Why hide it? And even more importantly, why why wait till you're trying to hit a closing date where you've got people's mortgages have you know, stress levels right up. well people are securing a mortgage they may have a must close by date yep. to keep that rate Lose a sale. right their lock rate on top of that you're doing title report you're doing all these different things and as the seller there is a timeline whereas if you do the pre-inspection you know there's something you need to work on and maybe it is going to take you a little bit of time to get a vendor in there and you know vet who's going to do the best job for you or at get at least for the best price right it gives you the time to address an issue on your timeline Agreed. rather than someone else's that's so. the key that's the, the buried key oil thing. tank i think comes up more than ever that i've seen a lot of times people that are purchasing a house don't even know they may have a brand new oil tank put in and right below it is a buried one that they never knew about exactly. so it's good to do a sweep test i've seen them more and more on more like a lot of the closings that we even have now are getting delayed to remove that oil tank okay. so, because no one knew about it the realtor is listed it as above ground oil tank and then you get an inspector in there and he's like well why is there a pipe coming from the wall here yeah. you know that is where sadly we're always <laughs> finding them yeah you know you see a nice new above oil ground you know tank or it got converted to gas all of a sudden that oil tank that's been buried just kind of disappears but it's not it's right. there it's it has to it has to be dealt with. Yeah, I was just this week. I was uh, had an inspection at a house on Lakefront in uh, Upper Greenwood Lake, and we we're in the basement. And the house had was one of those homes that was actually ripped down to three walls, and then okay. the whole house was rebuilt. Um, and but that's considered a renovation, right? It is. <laughs> but the foundation was the original foundation, and as we were, we could see there was a new furnace. We could see where we do where the new oil tank yeah. was, but the furnace was like in the middle of the of the basement. And you can see in a, on another wall, there were two, um, there was like oil lines, holes, holes that had been patched up. Yeah. So we hadn't originally scheduled to do the oil tank sweep because we figured new construction, blah, blah, blah. But when we got there and we saw that it was in a totally different, you know, my advice to her immediately was it's worth, it's worth your $300 yes, it is. to do this oil tank sweep. I said, and you're probably not going to find something, but if you do, you're protecting you yourself. Yeah. And so we did the sweep. There was no tank. Good. But now she has the peace of mind. I have the peace of mind. And we're good to go. And oh, if she keeps that documentation for future, yeah, then she has proof that it, it was not there. Yeah. So that's all good. It is. So it's, um, you know, those those are the things that come up every day, right? Oil tanks are a big one that come up every day. And uh, in the state of New York, you can sell your home with an oil tank legally, but your attorney's never going to let you buy no. it. You know, it's 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 gonna it's a deal breaker, and that's what I try to talk to my sellers about. They're like, "Well, I, I bought it like this, and I can sell it like this." I'm like, "Sort of, right?" In, <laughs> you can in try. theory, you can try, you can try. but the reality but is, if you people want... like Mike kind of put a dampener to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's Look, Mike. The banks actually, you know, we don't. If you if the appraiser or an inspector comments that it's a hazard to the property, then yes, we yes. care about it. But if no one mentions it to us, I'm not, I don't go out there no, to you your don't. house, you know, I, a lot of, I've financed tons of houses in Warwick and, you know, you'd be surprised how little I, I could probably drive by and go, oh, I did a mortgage on that house and not even know it, you know, because all yeah. I look at is the appraisal and I talk True. to the person in person, you know, for yeah. the most part or on the phone. I really don't see it. <laughs> see, but somebody's got to blame somebody. Yeah, Instead no. of blaming the home inspector, let's blame you. <laughs> uh, as long as it's not Mostly it's the attorneys. Mostly it's exactly. the attorneys yeah. that would stop a transaction over something oh, like yes. that. I have never had to be a mortgage. And I've cl and we've closed homes that have buried oil tanks. That that yeah. happens, um, you know, but it's not often that it does. It always comes up and it always becomes a last minute thing because the seller's attorney you know, tries to negotiate with the buyer's attorney to have the buyer take care of it. But the buyer's attorney is never going to let that buyer take that liability. Agreed. So um, here we are. Time for another Truth. break to hear some uh, of our sponsors. And we come back, we're going to talk to Mike. Sounds good.
Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show. Mondays at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hi, this is Dr. Pierre-Louis, a clinical psychologist. I will take your calls and I will answer all your personal and business relationship questions, helping you create a life healthy in mind, body, and spirit every Friday at 11 a.m. Hey, this is Joe Dans. Connect the dots in these challenging times with my creativity and technology for business and life show every Wednesday at 11 a.m. on WTBQ, AM 1110 and FM 93.5. Radio worth listening to. WTBQ weather. Any breaks of sun this morning will give way to increasing clouds as we go through the day. Highs reach into the low to mid 50s. Tonight, mostly cloudy and still mild with a chance of some rain overnight. We'll get down into the upper 30s. Tomorrow, cloudy, a bit cooler with showers. Periods of rain possible in the afternoon with a high in the mid-40s. Cloudy with more showers drizzled tomorrow night, heading into the upper 30s. And on Wednesday, we'll keep the clouds around. There is a chance of showers for a period of rain late in the day, high in the middle 40s. I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. WTBQ. I'm going to make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Gardens here today with... Welcome back, everybody. Gene from Gem Home Inspections. And Courtney from Gem Home Inspections. Mike Van Mansar with Hudson United Mortgage. All right, guys. So we're going to change gears a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about um, applying for your mortgage. Um, and we are going to kind of address some of the what do I need paperwork-wise to apply for that mortgage? When do I need to get those things to my mortgage person? Um, and I'm going to let Mike kind of dig into I all that I can say one fun. thing. Don't be um, calling for a home inspection, not ready to have your mortgage going, you know, get it pre-approved. Yeah. We've had yeah, a few of them. don't spend money until you're pre-approved. Yeah. We've had a few of them. They're like, oh, we don't have finances. I'm like, and you're getting a home inspection, how? So. I, you know, unfortunately, I've had people that call me before they've done the home inspection already they're about to go to contract and they're like mike my current lender a person i was working with just told me that i don't qualify or um <laughs> okay you know so i'm like all right let's see what we can do to help you out you yeah. know so i go through the stuff and we have to kind of yeah. pick up someone else's pieces but the real thing i mean we you know for a mortgage it's income assets credit right we want to make sure that you can repay the mortgage um want to make sure that you have assets for the down payment and cash to close and then credit. We obviously want to see that you pay your bills on time. Um, that also determines a lot of the pricing. But for the most part, you know, people focus on credit. You know, we're, I'm a human being. I'm not, you know, a computer on the other end. You don't just apply and say, you know, pre-approved and it spits out this form. I actually review everything. People have made mistakes in life. You know, you come yeah. out of high school, you kind of get every credit card that people are throwing at you. And you may have missed some payments. So that's not the end of the world. I think a lot of times people think that their credit is not good enough to maybe apply for a mortgage, but that's kind of where it helps to call us first before you go out shopping for a home. That way we can see what we can do to boost your credit yeah. or tell you steps to that you need to take in order to get approved, let's say. Um, a lot of times I get the application and I'll go through with people and they're like, oh, well, how do I boost my score? And, and although we do offer rapid rescores and we can do them it's it's helpful if you're gonna buy a mortgage pay off your credit cards ahead of time like why go into the biggest purchase of your life and have a thousand or two thousand dollar balance on your best buy card it's it seems silly to if you want to put yourself in the best position pay off your debts we're obviously not going to say pay off your thirty thousand dollar car or your lease 
But the little stuff, you know, adds up. Victoria's Secret credit cards, things like that. Just the little stuff that has two and three hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, the two and three hundred dollar balances. Those are the easiest things to go after, and you'd be surprised how much that boosts your score. You know, just by paying down those simple little debts. Now, somebody with but not closing the cards. No, do yes, not close, close the cards. Them. Yeah, that somebody is the biggest thing. With poor, like not great credit. What type of loan is recommended for them? What do you usually? It depends on their scenario, but for the most part, FHA is going to be, which is just a government insured loan, essentially. It's still underwritten by a lender um, and an FHA underwriter, but, and then FHA comes in and says, all right, we're comfortable insuring that loan. Meaning if this person doesn't make their payments, FHA will then reimburse the lender or us for what they lost, essentially. So there's those type of loans. And then the conventional, you need a minimum score of roughly 620 um, for 90% of the loans that- Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people don't even know that. Yeah. So, and the biggest misconception is really what, you know, everyone has credit monitoring now, whether it be through Credit Karma, your credit cards. I mean, I get notifications on my app. Oh, your credit score is now this. That's never 100%. Um, We go off what, as a version of FICO that banks use. And when you go apply for a car loan or apply for homeowner's insurance, there's all different versions of that score that kick back depending on the type of credit you're looking for. So... Don't tell me that your credit score is an 805 from Credit Karma because when I pull it, it may look completely different. And it's definitely not a way to price a loan or, you know, get accurate estimates on what your payment will be using a consumer credit report. So you have to see what we essentially what we pull. Um, So, yeah, income assets, credit, obviously, we want to see that you've been on your job. How long have you been on it? A lot of people um, are coming out of school. They have maybe some large student debts, but they haven't really started their work yet, um, we can actually use a salary letter. So as long as you're starting work within your first within 30 days of your first payment being due, we can use your salary letter oh, wow. as a way to verify income. Because so many millennials now are coming out of school buying houses instead of going right into renting. So it's a it's a benefit. Um, we can't do that if you're just an hourly employee. We need to be able to average out your income because you may start right out of the gate working 50 hours a week with some overtime. And then a month later, you're down to 20 hours, you know, so we need to see the average. So we take about six months of what you're working if you're an hourly employee to see what you're actually bringing. Now, if you're just fresh out of college and you got hired at a law firm or whatever, something and your salary is going to be 80,000. Now, again, they just started or not even starting yet. They 30 days out. Um, Does that from the boss a letter? showing that they're going to have a salary of 80000 yep. for the year. That works for you? Yeah, and then we call to verify. Jeez. That's all. So no one can just type it up and yeah, say, hey, right. you know, this person's going to make it. We actually call to verify that you are gainfully employed there. Um, sometimes when people go out on maternity leave or disability for some reason, it's the same type of scenario. We know that you're going to go back. Let's say if you're out for four months because you had a surgery done, as long as you're going back to work within 30 days of your first payment, we can use what your salary was before going out on, on leave. That's oh, great. So that's, yeah. that's good information. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times when you go off, you know, for a surgery, you're getting half pay basically yep. through whatever disability your employer offers or through the state. So that's definitely a benefit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's tons of stuff that we review together um, to get you qualified. But a lot of the information that I request up front is really just let's let's make sure that you have the income to support the loan. Right. And then a lot of times the question is, well, what can I get pre-qualified for? And my first responses what do you want to pay you know because you can get pre-qualified for five hundred thousand. it doesn't mean you want a mortgage of that that much yeah. right so i kind of i may burst people's bubbles because they're shopping online and seeing yeah. oh my mortgage is only 1400 bucks for this he's gonna burst my bubble <laughs> i want a million dollar house at a thousand dollar mortgage yeah, rate. me too what's up with that mike <laughs> so yeah i mean i i really just make it realistic for people even when they're shopping and applying online it's the best thing you can do is it's a reality not check. look at the misinformation available online. Oh. Call someone that does it every day, that looks at people's stuff every single day. And I'll be honest with you, like I'm not in this business to lie to people because my business is based on referrals. You know, um, There's no benefit to me to tell you one thing and then blindside you later, really. I mean, not that I would, but it doesn't make sense it's, from a business perspective. It's bad it business. Really, yeah, it's bad business. But I pick apart people's pre-approvals all the time from other banks that do just that. You know, they 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 sell them this fantasy yeah, of false. what the closing costs will be and what their payment's going to be. And then I kind of come in and say, well, the taxes that that person used are inaccurate, you know, or... That seems to be <laughs> the big issue is the taxes when they're off. 
Right. Well, and a lot of people will shop on like using a site like Zillow and they don't have accurate tax data. I can't tell you how many they times. They don't have accurate much. Right. I can't tell you how many times I'll be working with someone. And they're like, well, the taxes are only 4,200. I'm like, no, nope, nope. Where did you get that 10 number years from? Ago. And they'll tell me, I'll be like, let me, I go, give me a minute. I'm going to send you the listing. But the taxes on that home are more than twice that. And that totally changes the financial picture for someone. Um, so, you know, even as the agent, when I'm talking to people and trying to get a sense of what they can afford, um, and I'm hearing, I'm hearing like what's important to them. And a lot of people, you know, I can afford the the price of the home. I can afford between this and this, but I don't want to pay taxes more than this. And I, I have people who shop say, don't show me a single home with taxes over 10,000. Yeah. And, you know, as an M- in the MLS, right. In the MLS, I can set that search up for people. But if you're looking on Zillow, their information is completely wrong. Yeah. And so people think they can get this home that actually doesn't fit what, what they're, what they're, then they really go look at for. it and get their heart set. Then they really, they hit that low. Yeah. And when they get depressed cause they realize the taxes are not X, Y, Z and they're, you know, different. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's yeah. You don't know what that seller, what kind of discounts they have. If they're a veteran or they're elderly, they get all these exemptions from the state. I mean, I pulled taxes up on one property that was a thousand dollars a year. Obviously that's not correct. You know? So here, <laughs> yeah, it was out <laughs> yeah. towards like poor Jervis. I'm area. moving there. <laughs> But yeah, obviously that's inaccurate. So you have to never trust what you see online. Even public record for the most part can sometimes be inaccurate, but at least we know where to look if there are exemptions in place. So the taxes may say 4,000 and I'm going to go, well, that's really low. Let's look down below and you can see, oh, enhanced star exemption, veterans exemption. So we don't know exactly what the percentage of those exemptions are, but we at least know they're there so that we know to do more research and actually call the town and say, hey, what are these taxes on this property without these exemptions? So it, it, it is eye-opening for a lot of people. The taxes, I tell people every day, you know, between three and 4% on a 30-year mortgage, the payment's next to nothing, but look at what your taxes are because exactly. that's gonna drive up the payment the Big most. time. Yep. Yeah, it's what it, in my home, the taxes are equal to the, to the uh, mortgage amount, so. It's like half of it is my mortgage, half of it is taxes and, and homeowners insurance. And, you know, it's a 50-50 split. So even when I pay my home off, it's like you, yeah. you have this vision. Still, I'm going to pay no, my you still, home it's off. It's not paid it's off. It's off. never paid off. Never. Now, with the interest rates where they're at now, I mean, people in theory are, of course, getting more of a house for the money. You because, can get more of a house, yep. yeah. Um, I, You know, they've fallen off a cliff, I feel like, these past few months with this coronavirus. Um, every time you turn on the news and it's saying how much it's spread, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I open my email in the morning and go, wow, rates are going to open pretty good this morning because of this, you know? So whenever there's fear in the market, people pull their money out of the stocks and put them into mortgage-backed securities. Okay. And that causes the mortgage-backed securities to be sold at a higher price, which in turn makes more banks lend more money, essentially, because they want to sell those mortgage-backed securities off. That food chain. So it's all a big circle, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, they are buying more houses, but to the flip side of that, as rates continue to go up, if they're still on the sidelines and rates start to creep up when all this fear starts to settle down and they start to go back up, those same people that thought they were buying a bigger house may not qualify now for that house. So really, if you're on the fence, buy now because I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot rates, of buyers out there. Rates are great right now. Rates are the, great. The inventory. I think and also, the, you know, the rental prices are high. Yeah. So yeah. people, seems like everybody wants to buy now because you could buy a house with taxes lower than you pay for rent. Right. Yeah. But that's where you come in, Chris. <laughs> Listen, you want to buy, you want to rent, exactly. You want to be a landlord, you want to be an investor. I take care come of everybody. Talk to Just come talk to me. It's fine. <laughs> call her now. She will take the call. Um, all I right. mean, that's a nutshell of what we look for. I can go into a couple of things maybe after the next break on how to get rid of junk mail that we all get. Mm-hmm. Um, Love there's that. a way to opt out of that, and then there's also. A lot of people think that the big credit bureaus are the ones that have all, all your information. There's actually another company that no one really knows about um, that is where the credit bureaus get their data from. So it's an interesting little topic. Um, I would to love to talk about that. Insight. I love to talk about that. <laughs> and yeah, um, that's, I think, really it. So if you're looking to buy a house, now is definitely the time. The sellers, I think, need to start listing their houses. So if they're waiting, don't wait because Call yeah, it's going to take you, <laughs> it's going to take you Call say, first. <laughs> let's say you want to wait till spring. It's going to realistically take you a few months to get your house in order right. to list. Yeah. Right. So start now, set the price now, because I can tell you right now, I have four or five buyers that are just on the sidelines waiting, waiting that can't yeah. find what they're looking for. For sure. I have, I have many buyers that have, you know, 
been getting since last, maybe last fall, just looking at the inventory, waiting for some stuff to come on. So I know that, uh, you know, there's, there's that little bit of that waiting game right in this part time of the year, because we know the inventory is going to start to come on now. Um, and for some reason, people have this vision of, I want the perfect picture of the front of my house and I want my tulip garden. <laughs> well, you should you know, have them from last year. Yeah, right. If you love your house, you take pictures. <laughs> That's not accurate. And, and not only that, I don't want your homeowner pictures. I want my press professional I photographer know. to take the <laughs> well, pictures. Well, I am a professional. <laughs> so my point is, um, don't wait for the flowers because you'll have missed the market by then. Agreed. List it now. We will, you know, make your house look update beautiful. Update pictures later. We can update pictures later, but we're going to be working with some fabulous photographers who are going to make your home shine. You're not even going to recognize it. Um, and as you know, the internet is the place where people are starting their stuff. Um, that being said, we're going to take a quick break right now, and we'll be back in a few Sounds minutes. Sounds good. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time homebuyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe and McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. Tune into the nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Radio worth listening to. Hi, it's Tom Fursey. Sing along and relive the memories of the 1980s with me on The Magic of the 80s. Saturdays beginning at 6 p.m. on WTBQ, playing the best music. Magic of the 80s. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine, here today with... Welcome back, Jean from Jam Home Inspections. And Courtney from Jam Home Inspections. Mike Van Mansar with Hudson United Mortgage. That's excellent. By the way, what uh, all the listeners out there don't know is every time our song comes on, I jam out in here. <laughs> she does. Do She's rocking little... it. She's ready for the dance I do night. My little... That's right. I am ready for dance She's night. She's ready. <laughs> I'm taking that 20 bucks. I'm going to triplet watching dance. <laughs> there we go. Fabulous. I love that. Everyone should come on out for exactly yeah, that definitely. reason. It's a good cause. It's the one if you come down the hill, right? On the left where the yeah, fire Greenwood station Lake, is? Yeah, in Greenwood Lake. If okay. you're coming down from Warwick down 17A, it'll okay. be on the left. Good deal. Um, so anyway, let's talk about junk mail, Mike. Junk mail. And then let's definitely talk about the, the secret credit, credit source. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, everyone knows who the credit bureaus are. They're all, you know, we all get updates on our phone, Credit Karma, whatever. What they don't understand is these companies are for profit. Their whole... MO is to sell your information. So whenever you get a pre-approval, oh, you're pre-approved for this new Amex card or this city card or whatever, uh, JetBlue, there's a reason you're getting them. And the reason is that, that these companies basically will, you know, reach out to Experian and say, all right, I need people that have this income, live in this area and have, um, you know, an average credit score of this much. Not that they get it down to the, the digit, but so these companies, they'll buy millions of that, millions of people's information, and then they'll start to solicit you. Okay. And they solicit you through mail, right? I know that I get junk mail every All day. All the time. Yeah. So there is a way to opt out of that mail, and it's actually you just go online. So you can do it 
I'll give you the quick um, address. It's opt. It's optoutprescreen.com, and then it's slash selection. So you're gonna fill out an I'm online that form. Down. Yeah, you're gonna fill out an online form, and basically that will keep you from getting those prescreened um, solicitations for five years. Wow. If you want to do it permanently, you can do that, but you have to actually mail a form. So there's two sides to these prescreened, um, you know, opt out, opt in, in that. When let's say you're a person that may have had bad credit in the past and now you're starting to rebuild your credit. Let's say you got your first maybe secured credit card to start boosting your score up again. Now you actually want to get those offers. You want the companies to start reaching out to you again so that you want to opt in. So you would go to that same site and say, you know what? I want to opt in at this point. Start sending me those pre-approved Amex cards because I'm working on rebuilding my credit. So let's see what kind of credit card companies are willing to work with me. And a lot of times that helps, that gets you to the next level of now getting those offers again. You start to sign up, you now build your credit. So now you have three and four credit cards and then you can say, all right, I'm done. Let's opt out and stop altogether. So yeah, you kind of want to play with it. I don't want any more junk mail. I know what agreed. credit cards I want. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> and I want to go online to get them. So I opt out personally. Um, and I have not actually mailed the, uh, you know, the form in to do it permanently, but every five years I'll go in if I feel like I'm starting to get junk mail and opt myself out again. So that is a big way that these credit card or credit bureaus make money. It's all selling your data. What's it's funny. We, you know, volunteer our data to them and they make the money off of it. Right. I'm not sure we volunteer our data to them. <laughs> no, 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 no. We definitely do not I, read they, the fine print. Uh, they get it, yeah. and most of us don't know that we have any control over it whatsoever. Yeah, this opt-out is wonderful. So, I'm, yeah, read the fine print. All right, so <laughs> when you sign up for something, because that's where this stuff comes from. It's not You're clicking somewhere that's saying you agreed to get solicited, right? You're not um, saying no right off the bat. So all those agrees that you click on that no one reads, yeah, chances are it's in there. Yeah. Um, so what a lot of people don't know, and there is a company that credit bureaus get their information from, which is 100% for profit. Um, it's called LexisNexis. And I've heard of that. so they are the big brother, essentially, of the credit bureaus. And they have all of your data beyond, you know, beyond your missed payments on your credit cards. We go oh, back. Dear. I mean, I don't say we, they go back even on public records. So we find the lenders we work with and even ourselves actually do a third party search on everyone um, that applies for a mortgage to make sure that you don't have any other properties that we don't know about. And you'd be surprised how many people that apply and we go through the process, the loan's approved and I get an underwriting approval that says, please, um, please let us know about 123 John Street in, you know, Florida. And the buyer never told us about it. Yeah. Um, it may be that they're just on the deed and it's their mother's property from a million years ago. They didn't realize they were on the deed. Well, we see it and we find out and now it's something that we have to answer. So can you find out about my accounts and my property in Switzerland? <laughs> Not in Switzerland, but I don't know. I really, so the data that LexisNexis stored, we don't see it. Like I don't get a LexisNexis report on okay. a person. I think that we just use, you know, basically enter it in. And this is not something that I enter in. It's something that's done on the underwriting level. They enter it in and it basically kicks out every piece of data that we have on this person or that they collected through LexisNexis. And a lot of times it's similar names. So, you know, John Smith is a very common name, let's say. Well, it could be John Smith Sr. And now John Smith Jr. is applying, but we're pulling data on John Smith Sr. So we have to, it's a simple letter. Oh, that's my dad's house, you know? Okay. Or I had an example where someone was, on their mother's trust for their property um, in another state. We found out that they were on the trust through this third party report. So you think it's the credit bureaus that have your information? It's really not, it's this big brother. Okay. Um, with that said, there is a way to opt out, which I actually personally did myself because I'm one of those people, it's like, oh, I don't like that they're selling my information. Oh, yeah. I like but, privacy. Yeah, one of the things I noticed is the minute you opt out of LexisNexis, it also eliminates the ways that a lot of companies verify your identification. So when I opted out, I actually- it Made yourself vulnerable. I, well, <laughs> I, it actually protected myself more because no one can open an account. I actually tried to apply for a high yield, um, it was like a high yield bank account. Okay. And when I applied, I got a response that's, normally it's like instant, right? You get it in three minutes yeah. and it's just a checking or savings account. So what's the big deal? I got a response, oh, we need to verify your identity. Please submit a front and back copy of your picture ID, which normally if I applied to Chase, let's say, that would never happen. I right. get instant approval. Oh, here, so that's how, how are you gonna flag. fund your account? How are you gonna fund your account? So because I locked my 
LexisNexis, now these companies are not able to do that quick oh. verification. Okay. So it actually protects me it does. because no one can open an account in my name without providing a copy of my identification and see, like, I like that. Yeah, okay. additional information, but it hurts me in a way that I have to spend more time doing this, right? It's okay. <laughs> so how long Take is the time. information stored there? It, it's, it's indefinitely. So when I sent this email to them, um, I, I basically sent an email, I said, opt out, and they responded, okay, we need to verify this to make sure this is you. So I replied, and then a few days later, I got the response that said, you are now, um, your file is frozen with LexisNexis. And then in big, bold letters, this may prevent you from applying for credit. And this was my first experience. Even though I wasn't applying for credit, I was opening a savings account. They still run you through the same you know, database that any other bank would to open the savings account. So they kick back no data and mm -hmm. I had to provide additional data essentially. So yeah, it's, there's two sides to the coin. Don't yeah. do it if you're gonna start applying for a mortgage, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but right. do it after you have your house and that you don't wanna get these people having all the information, you know, maybe I'm turning into a conspiracy theorist. I nope. don't know. No. I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a minute and pop in here to share something that um, I'm working through. Right. Um, so I would guess I got an email from Zillow not too long ago. Right. And the email from Zillow said, congratulations on the sale of your home. And it listed a, a date that I sold my home as uh, December 20 something of last year, a price I sold my home for, which it wasn't even the market value for the home. And since then, I've started getting mail in someone else's name to my house. Um, so, you know, I have huge concerns over what is happening right now, right? So I've done everything I can, right? Starting to check my credit, freeze my credit, all of these things. I've filed a police report. I've gone to the post office to make sure that no one is uh, forwarding mail from my home somewhere else. Um, you know, and when I filled out the police report, the, the police officer said, although it's very rare, um, some people through fraud sell your home out from under you. Um, and so he said, make sure I contact <laughs> wow. my mortgage company to make sure that no one has um, tried to do a payoff letter. Scary. Um, because yeah, what I've they'll do is they'll, they'll do a, Yeah, they'll do a payoff letter. Someone will pay it off and then sell it to some, like look like they have the right to it and sell it to someone else for more. And now you don't own your home anymore. Um, anyway, so... I am in the process so of lock trying your Lexus Nexus and lock. Lock your, yes, <laughs> lockdown. I'm going on lockdown. It's super interesting because I'm in the like. I, next, I'm going to the DMV to make yeah, sure that no one else, no one else is like getting a driver's license at my house. Yeah. It's like, like now, now it's not even my credit I'm protecting, but I have bills. to figure out how to protect yeah. the in, my own interest in my own it's home. Sad. It's crazy. That's sad. Um, and so, and who knows? And I don't know why that's happening. You know what I mean? It's. And there's like no one has any hackers real, will always be one step up, right? No one has any real information for me as to what I should Scary. really be worried about or wow. what I can do or how to find this person. I mean, I've been trying to get in touch with Zillow to find out what like what their data point for that sale was. They don't even know. They don't know where they pull their data. That's like a big joke. Yeah, <laughs> where are they getting half their data from? Scary. Someone there knows. I yeah. just can't find that person. <laughs> We'll hunt so them speaking down. of protections, right? We talked about the inspection is for your protection, yep. right? And then the appraisal is for the bank's protection. Yep. Yep. So that's always a common question I get. Um, oh, well, is the appraisal going to show anything that, you know, the inspection would? And I say, well, technically inspection should be more thorough than what an appraisal does because the appraiser is just there to verify the value and make sure that there's nothing hazardous, environmentally hazardous, or is a safety concern for us or you. Um, to where we don't feel comfortable lending, but the inspection should be a lot more thorough than what an appraiser does. The appraiser spends 20 minutes out there. They usually know the value going in. They just want to make sure that it's, uh, you know, still standing essentially and that the bedroom counts. Yeah. If it says three bedrooms, it still yeah. has three bedrooms. But yeah, inspections for your protection, lock your Lexus Nexus. It's definitely for your protection. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what else you want to go now, through? We got I know Christine's minutes. thinking she wishes she knew this. Uh, how long ago? I'll give you the info. <laughs> yeah, no, but, uh, I don't know anything about what I'm, about what's going on now with my That's stuff. A shame. Working through it, but um, final reminders of the day tomorrow night. Uh, come on down into Warwick for a Mardi Gras for a cause, and then uh, Wednesday night come out and line dance. Um, and again, that's at the um vfw in greenwood lake so uh, or i'm sorry that's the american legion in greenwood lake i do not want to get those confused so american legion greenwood lake line dancing wednesday night tomorrow night mardi gras for a cause most bars in warwick oh, have a great week great. sounds wonderful thank you have a great week Eric.